God, I just want to pray. Um, I just want to uh, come before you this morning. Uh, there's so many things <laughs> going on in my mind. I pray that you'll just calm my, my heart, my thoughts. Uh, God, I pray for all those uh, that are listening that, uh, that we're ready to, to receive what you have to, to say to us this morning. Father, we give praise to you for our mothers, uh, the mothers who uh, have nurtured us and loved on us and cared for us. And, and Father, it's, uh, um, it's that kind of thing that we, um, that we seek, that we know comes from you. Um, help us to, to know that and to, uh, to honor that today. Uh, God, help us to be uncommon. Help me to be uncommon this morning as, a, as I bring your message and uh, I pray that uh, all the believers here um, are set to be uncommon for you. Um, God us to that, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I want to be uncommon. I want to be different. I want to be unique. I want to be interesting. I, I desperately want to be something other than just common, Right? Uh, I want my wife to look at me and say, there is one uncommon man. She gets to say that a lot. I don't, I don't want to just be common. I want to be uncommon. And quite frankly, I want a church that is uncommon. I want an uncommon church and an uncommon faith and an uncommon community that I belong to. And maybe we need a picture of what uncommon and common look like. I want to introduce you to a couple pictures that look like common. Here's common. This, this is common. This is a common goldfish. You can go to Walmart and buy this uh, for 97 cents plus tax. And, uh, and then you can go home and you can put it in a fishbowl and it can die within three days and you can go back to Walmart and you can buy another common goldfish. This is uncommon. Uncommon. You're going to have to spend a lot of money and go to the other side of the world and go down and dive with sharks to be able to see this guy, okay? Common and uncommon. We want to be uncommon. This next picture is common. It's, you know, it's just a bug. We see them, they're around. Uh, I mean, the engine is in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, in the back for crying out loud. It's, it's just common. Now this is uncommon. That, right? You want common or you want uncommon? I'll tell you what I want. I want uncommon. I want uncommon. Father's Day is coming up. Uncommon. Now there's common. There's common uh, for all of you, you green tractor people. Right? Common, but there is common, and then there is uncommon. That, that is what we're looking for. Now imagine hooking that thing up and going through the field with it. You wouldn't have to be worried about being done on time, right? There's common, and there's uncommon. And, and th this is Mother's Day, okay? This is Mother's Day, and children love to give mom flowers, don't we? Uh, and children, if you haven't given your mom flowers... I'm giving you a really big hint, right? This is Mother's Day. Moms like flowers, and there is common, and there is uncommon. Let me give you a hint. Common. 
Kids, if you see this in your yard, this is common. Don't pick these and give them a bouquet for mom, all right? This is also known as a weed, okay? Common. Now let's look at uncommon. Uncommon, right? You're not going to find this just anywhere. You're going to have to give it some effort. Uh, Uncommon. So here's the question that I have for you this morning. Do you want to be a common church or do you want to be an uncommon church? Do you want to be a common believer in Jesus or an uncommon believer in Jesus? I, I, I am pushing you to the answer, right? If you're comfortable and you're okay with being common, then let me just say, this is not the church for you. We want to push you to be uncommon. The kind of Christians uh, that are being raised up in Scripture are the kind of Christians who are uncommon. They're constantly uncomfortable. God is constantly pushing them to the edge of themselves in order to have faith in Him, to trust in Him a little bit more. And so I am saying we have to be an uncommon church. So what is it going to take for us to be an uncommon church? That's the question. What is it going to take for us to, uh, to step out and say, we're, we're going to be uncommon, right? We're going to be an uncommon kind of church. Now, we've answered that. We've already begun answering that. Our, our purpose here, we exist uh, so that, that people, uh, we can help people uh, come to know and grow in their relationship with God. That's why we exist as a church, so we can help people know and grow in a relationship with God. And, and we've answered uh, how it is that we're going to be uncommon in three key ways. And if you've been with us for a while, you've recognized these three action terms that keep showing up over and over again. We want you to invite, we want you to share, and we want you to serve. Right? How is it that we get from common to uncommon as a church? We, we invite, we share, and we serve. And, and throughout Scripture, God has been constantly inviting His people. Let me make very clear this morning that when we're talking about invitation, we're not just simply talking about going to our neighbor and inviting them to a place. That's great. We want you to continue to do that. But there's something scripturally that's deeper, that's more important, uh, that, that quite frankly has more meat on the bones than just simply going and inviting someone uh, to come to a place. When God invites His people, when He calls them, when He commissions them, when He invites them, He invites them in an uncommon kind of way. And so this morning, I want to talk just a little bit for, for the time that I have about an uncommon invitation. Uh, Jeremiah got an uncommon invitation, and Isaiah got an uncommon common invitation, and Hosea, who we just got done talking about, got an uncommon invitation, and the disciples got an uncommon invitation, and there's an invitation in Exodus chapter 3 uh, that, that it just demonstrates the kind of invitation that God is consistently giving to His people. And when God gives an uncommon invitation, there's two realities He's inviting us into. The first one is that we would know God. The second is that we would be known by God. To know God and to be known by God. That's what we're being invited into. Let me make clear one more time. When God invites us, He's not inviting us into a building. He's inviting us into a relationship that we might be known and that we might know Him and that we might be known by Him. Everybody with me? 
let's talk about an uncommon invitation in Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, Israel has been enslaved for 300 years. Okay, Now let me give you an idea of how long 300 years is. The United States of America, right? We have not been a country yet for 300 years. That's how long 300 years is. Go back to the very, very, very beginning of our country, and, and, the, and the Israelites have been enslaved longer than that. Year after year, decade after decade, century after century, more than that, they have been enslaved. And they've been praying to God, God, oh, where are you? And why don't you show up? And, and, and all of these kinds of things, right? And God's going to give them an uncommon invitation uh, through this man named Moses. You see, there came a time when, when uh, 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 there was a king, a pharaoh, who didn't know about Joseph, and that God's people are enslaved. And when God's people are enslaved, God shows up, right? God, God raises up a redeemer for his people to save them from slavery, right? So if you see a thread going throughout Scripture from Moses to Jesus, you're right, when God's people are struggling in slavery, uh, God shows up and raises up a Redeemer for His people. And this is Moses. And so we see this wonderful birth story about who Moses is and how God saves him. Uh, interesting in an ark, the text will tell us. He's saved in this basket and he's raised by Pharaoh. And then something happens. He decides that um, uh, he, 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 he kind of takes, uh, he takes a, some compassion about his people, the Hebrews, and, um, and he decides that um, uh, it's bad, the slavery is bad, and, and he, sees, he sees some things that he doesn't like and he ends up killing an Egyptian, which is really bad. It doesn't matter if you're Pharaoh's son. It doesn't matter if you're the second in command of all things. Uh, it, it's just bad news. And, and Moses knows it. And he knows he's going he's gonna to get it. And so uh, he, he hightails it out of there. He says, I'm breaking out before they get me. And so he goes off and he gets married in a foreign land. Uh, and he's there a long time. And he's kind of settled. He's kind of put that previous life behind him. And he's out. And the text tells us that he's out just watching some sheep. And this is years later, and there's, there's Moses, and he's out doing his thing. And, and he's married and got some kids now, and everything's just fine. And then off in, the, off in the distance, he sees this bush. And it burning, but it's not burning up. Now, I have no idea how God does this. I don't know if God suddenly struck a, a, a natural gas pocket and lit it up and, and put uh, you know fire retardant something on the bush. I don't know. My guess would be that, that God shows up and His presence shows up like a fire, just like it does later on for Israel uh, when He's guiding them through the desert, just like He does in Acts chapter 2 when He comes uh, with fire on the, the heads of the, the apostles, that He shows up in a fire and, and Moses takes note of it and He goes over just out of curiosity to see what's going on. And we know it's God. Because Moses has to take off his shoes because the place where he's standing is holy ground. And then he gets this uncommon call. He gets this uncommon commission. He gets this uncommon invitation. 
And remember, God calls when He calls and He commissions and He invites. He's not inviting necessarily to a place. He's inviting into a relationship. And He's inviting for us to know Him. Notice what Moses does in Exodus chapter 3. And join me in verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land and into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is really good news. If you want to know the invitation of God, if you want to live out an uncommon faith before God, then you have to be willing to accept the invitation to know God. Now, now, did you notice something about God here? God knows what's going on. 300 years The people of Israel have been clamoring for God to do something. They have been crying out to God. They have been asking God to do something. And he is responding to Moses and he's saying, I have seen the misery. I have heard the crying. I am concerned for their suffering. How many of you at some point in your life have found a time when it is really, really hard? Anybody? You found that time in your life when, when your marriage just isn't going the way that you thought it would, and, and you're, you're trying to figure it out, and you continue to come to church, and you're on your face before God, and you're like, God, I, I need to figure this thing out. I'm committed to this relationship. I want this to work, uh, but it doesn't seem to be working. What should I do? Please hear me. Or maybe it is that something has happened. Maybe there's some tragedy or some health concern. And someone in your family is suffering. And you're going, God, what is going on here? I don't understand. And what you need to know, what you desperately need to know, is that God is not unaware of your suffering. When we are inviting We are invited into an uncommon invitation to a God who recognizes and knows and loves and cares for us. Are you hanging with me on this? He says to Moses, even after Moses decides to question God, we'll get to that, but he says to Moses in verse 12, and God said, I will be with you. Gang, we need to be an uncommon church. We need to be uncommon Christians in an uncommon community. And what you need to know is that what you're being invited into is not a place, but it's a relationship where God is saying, I want you to know me, and I want to be known by you. This last week was a tough one for us. I got back. Uh, jet lagged, uh, trying to go to work, and it was in the middle of the week, and uh, we got some text messages from my niece about my, about my sister-in-law, Julie. You see, she's been wrestling, uh, uh, battling ovarian cancer now for almost two years, 
And it seems like every step she takes, she has to take two steps back. She takes a step forward and takes two steps back. And we're beginning to lose the battle. And we got, we got the text message, and, and it, said, it said something like this, uh, we've got some depressing news. Now maybe some of you have been there when you've gotten that text and you've gotten that phone call, and you've had to sit like we did on the couch, just crying, trying to figure out how in the world we should pray. And so this last week, it was of great comfort to me and of great comfort to us to sit down with tears running down our face to try and pray to God and just simply say, you know what, God? We recognize that you know us, that you can hear us, that you understand our suffering, that you understand and know our pain. Recognize people. That when God sent to redeem her for us and in the form of His Son, He would send Him to the form of suffering that would allow Him to die. He longs to be with His people. And so the invitation that we have is to come and to know that kind of God that says, I hear you. I know of your suffering, and I have sent a Redeemer for you. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're, you're longing for that kind of to relationship. You're longing for that kind of invitation. And the invitation is this. Know God, because He longs to be known by you. He has come. He has sent His people to be among His people so that you and I could know Him. So when we come to invitation, when we come to an un uncommon way of faith, He's saying, know God. But that's not all He's saying. He's saying, I want you to know God, but I also want to invite you to be known by God. And this is the way scarier part, right? I mean, we're all good with God knowing us. We're all good with saying, God, yeah, I want you to send your Redeemer. I'm cool with you sending your Son so that, that I could know you. I'm good with you coming down to my level. But, but notice what God does. Notice what God does with Moses. I love it. I love what God does with Moses. Join me in verse 9. Join me in verse 9. He's going to say to Moses, Moses, my uncommon invitation to you, my uncommon invitation to you is that you would be known by me. Verse 9, And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. <laughs> so go. Moses, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Imagine being there in that moment. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, uh, God, if I'm reading, reading correctly, if I'm hearing you correctly, remember Moses before the burning bush and God's, God's inviting him to this very uncommon invitation to know God. He goes, uh, I'm cool with the, the knowing part and, and you know my people and they're suffering and that's great. And then he says, 
I'm going to rescue my... Remember verse 8? Remember verse 8? He says, I'm coming down to rescue them. Woohoo! Verse 10. Verse 10. So now go. I am sending you. Wait a minute. Uh, I, I think I missed something in translation. Uh, I, thought, I thought you said that you were going to come down and rescue your people. I thought you were coming down. to here's the, here's the sharp reality of being uncommon in our faith before God. God uses you. God uses you to bring Him to His people. God uses you to bring Himself to His people. And you're going to feel just like Moses felt. I work with college students on a regular basis who, are, who, who, are, who sense this uncommon call into full-time vocational ministry. And... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. And they want to go and they, they want to be preachers and teachers and elders and, uh, and they want to help lead people uh, to uncommon faith, just like I'm trying to lead you in, to be people of uncommon faith. And, and, and time and time and time again, uh, there's always this moment when I find students in my office going, I don't think I can do this. Well, I mean, I'm just me, and I don't have everything that I need to have, and I'm not the best speaker ever, and, and I'm not a superstar, and that person over there is way more equipped than I am. Listen, if you are about being an uncommon Christian and accepting an invitation from God to know Him and be known by Him, you have to be okay with inadequacy. You have to be okay with inadequacy. Here's the fact. Let's just get, get the elephant out of the room right now, right? We're all inadequate. I am inadequate. I do not have all of the tools that I need to do what I have to do. But here's the thing. I can't, but he can, and he is in me. You can't, but He can and He is in you. That's the message that we're going to get from, from Moses. He has been invited into an uncommon relationship with God to know Him and be known by Him. And I just want to track through uh, chapter 3. Notice, notice how this whole thing unfolds. He says in verse 12, I'm going to be with you. Come down to verse 16 with me. At the very end, oh, this is so good. Don't you love it when the Bible just like opens up and you're like, oh. <laughs> Look at the end of verse 16. He says, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. I have promised to bring you out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now come to me with verse 19. I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. 
So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. Verse 21. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed to this people so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Do do, do you gravitate to what's going on? Uh, God says to Moses, I'm inviting you to know me and be known by me, but this is not about you. You feel inadequate. You feel like, I can't do this. And God says, that's okay because I'm already doing it. It's about what I'm doing, not about what you're doing. Remember, you have to be comfortable in your inadequacy. This is about what God is doing. Our job is to find where God is doing it and join Him in it. That's what we're supposed to be doing in this invitation. He says, Moses says, well, who am I? And God says, doesn't even answer the question. Moses says, who, who am I? And, he, and, and God gives him a repertoire of everything that he's going to do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and he's not going to listen, but this is what I'm going to do. And then Moses says, well, who are you? And he goes, well, this is who I am. I have invitations on my kitchen counter and all over my desk at work. I get lots of invitations. I get invitations to graduations like you wouldn't believe. Three, four, five, ten, fifteen, I don't know. There's a stack of them. Weddings, all sorts of weddings, right? Now, here's the thing about invitations. Crazy. When I'm invited to something, all I have to do is show up. Are you aware of that? Isn't that great? I am invited to join someone else in the work that they have already done. Isn't that cool? I'm like, I get to go, and, and when I go to Josh's wedding, I don't have to spend any money. I don't have to, to worry about the caterer. I just get to show up, smile, and eat food. Right? Wouldn't it be odd if we began looking at an invitation and showing up like we had to be the star of the show? Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't it be a little odd if I got graduation announcements and and pulled out my old graduation gown from the closet and, and, and went in like I owned the stage? Wouldn't that be a little strange? Wouldn't it be a little odd if, if, if I'm responding to an invitation to a wedding and I show up like I'm the groom even though I'm already married? Wouldn't that be a little weird? So stop responding to God's invitation as if you have to be the star of the show. You're not. The great part about an uncommon invitation, folks, is you get to join God where He's already working. And you join Him in it. 
We need to be an uncommon church. We need to be uncommon Christians. And we need to be accepting God's invitation to know Him and to be known by Him. And then we need to be extending that invitation to others. Jesus in the Gospels would say, Hey, as the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. Will you live with an uncommon invitation that says, I'm not going to invite you to a place, but I'm going to invite you into a relationship with God that you would know Him and be known by Him. You want to know why we need to be an uncommon church? Because every week, hundreds, hundreds of churches are closing their doors. And folks, I'm not willing to live there. So let's join together and say with God, I am going to accept this invitation and extend it to others. All right? Let's do that. Let's pray. God, you're good. And I, I pray that, that we will live out an uncommon sort of life, an unsort of, uh, uncommon sort of community. And I pray, Father, we'll accept and extend an uncommon invitation. Uh, we love you. Help us to serve you well. And in all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>